There's a bit of breeze blowing from the west. Kind of uplifted feeling. Romantic, you know what I mean? I'm not much of a ladies' man, but on this particular morning it seemed to me that what I really wanted was some charming girl to buzz up and ask me to save her from assassins or something. So it was a bit of an anticlimax when I merely ran into young Bingo Little, looking perfectly foul in a crimson satin tie decorated with horseshoes. Hello, Bertie said Bingo. My God, man, I gargled. The cravat, the gent's neckwear, why? For what reason? Oh, the tie, he blushed. I, uh, I was given it. He seemed embarrassed, so I dropped the subject. We toddled along a bit and sat down on a couple of chairs by the serpentine. Jeeves tells me you want to talk to me about something, I said. Eh? said Bingo with a start. Oh, yes, yes, uh, uh, yes. I waited for him to unleash the topic of the day, but he didn't seem to want to get going. Conversation languished. He stared straight ahead of him in a glassy sort of manner. I say, Bertie, he said after a pause of about an hour and a quarter. Hello. Do you like the name Mabel? No. No? No. You don't think there's a kind of music in the word, like the wind rustling gently through the treetops? No. He seemed disappointed for a moment, then cheered up. Of course you wouldn't. You always were a fat-headed worm without any soul, weren't you? Just as you say, who is she? Tell me all. For I realise now that poor old Bingo is going through it once again. Ever since I've known him, and we were at school together, he has been perpetually falling in love with someone, generally in the spring, which seems to act on him like magic. At school he had the finest collection of actresses' photographs of anyone of his time. And at Oxford, his romantic nature was a byword. You'd better come along and meet her at lunch, he said, looking at his watch. A ripe suggestion, I said. Where are you meeting her? At the Ritz? Uh, near the Ritz. He was geographically accurate. About fifty yards east of the Ritz, there's one of those blighted tea and bun shops you see dotted about all over London. And into this, if you'll believe me, young Bingo dived like a homing rabbit. And before I had time to say a word, we were wedged in at a table on the brink of a silent pool of coffee left there by an early luncher. I'm bound to say I couldn't quite follow the development of the scenario. Bingo, while not absolutely rolling in the stuff, has always had a fair amount of the ready. Apart from what he got from his uncle, I knew that he'd finished up the jumping season well on the right side of the ledger. Why, then, was he lunching the girl at this godforsaken eatery? It couldn't be because he was hard up... Just then the waitress arrived. Rather a pretty girl. Aren't we going to wait? I started to say to Bingo, thinking it somewhat thick, that in addition to asking a girl to lunch with him in a place like this, he should fling himself on the foodstuffs before she turned up. When I caught sight of his face and stopped. The man was goggling. His entire map was suffused with a rich blush. He looked like the soul's awakening done in pink. Hello, Mabel. He said with a sort of gulp. Hello, said the girl. Mabel, said Bingo, this is Bertie Worstop, a pal of mine. Pleased to meet you, she said. Nice morning. Uh, fine, I said. You see, I I'm wearing the tie, said Bingo. Suits you beautiful, said the girl. Personally, if anyone had told me that a tie like that suited me, I should have risen and struck him on the mazard, regardless of his age and sex. Poor old Bingo simply got all flustered with gratification and smirked in the most gruesome manner.
Well, what's it going to be today? Asked the girl, introducing the business touch into the conversation. Bingo studied the menu devoutly. I'll have a cup of cocoa, coldfield and ham pie, a slice of fruitcake and a macaroon. Uh, same for you, Bertie. I gazed at the man revolted that he could have been a pal of mine all these years and think me capable of insulting the old tum with this sort of stuff. Cut me to the quick. Or how about a bit of hot steak pudding with a sparkling limado to wash it down? Said Bingo. You know, the way love can change a fellow is really frightful to contemplate. This chappie before me, who spoke in that absolutely careless way of macaroons and limado, was the man I'd seen in happier days telling the head waiter at Claridge's exactly how he wanted the chef to prepare the sole frite au gourmet aux champignons, and saying he would jolly well sling it back if it wasn't just right. Ghastly, ghastly. A roll and butter and a small coffee.